Hey guys, and welcome to another installment of the PH Journals podcast. In today's episode, I interview the youngest member of the PH Toolbox team, Colin Fletcher. He's a young hunting enthusiast out of the Port Alfred area in the Eastern Cape. Um, born into a cattle and, and pineapple farm, Colin bags a whole bunch of experience as far as hunting the area. He's still in school, but he really knows what he's doing. And it's increasingly encouraging to see such a young individual coming in with such high morals and values of our magnificent wildlife. So an incredible podcast that we've had. Unfortunately, due to the Skype interview, the video is a bit shaky and the audio every now and then breaks up. But it's as good as what it's going to get because, you know, of some of the restrictions that we've had. But um, yeah, had such a great time having him on the podcast and um, like I said, was increasingly motivated to see such a young guy coming through with incredible morals and values and ethical way of doing things. But this podcast wouldn't be possible without the following sponsors. Trees and Camo, Taticam, Splitting Image Taxidermy, Max's Tires, and of course, PH Toolbox. So guys, let's get into it for episode number 24 it's been an incredible journey. Last week I didn't do a Sunday discussion. I was a bit bummed out about that. But uh, yeah, we're back and we're ready to go. We've only got a couple more episodes until the year ends. Um, and then we'll kick it off in 2021 with my really good friend. I start hunting with him on the 28th of December um, and we finish on the 11th of January. So um, Pat Dugan be back on the podcast for next season and kicking 2021 season off i'm so excited about it well let's get into it have a good one So Uncle Rob Clayton, <laughs> we we were hunting in the in the Fish River, because uh, there's yeah. those permits there's those permits that come through for the hippo every single year, and we managed yeah. to get a, we managed to get a couple of them and we went out, and uh, so we shot a hippo and it died yeah. on the other end other end of the bank, and yeah. so there's there's a pineapple farmer just just at the top of that one on the ridge there. I'm not sure whose farm that is. It looked very similar to your guys's from the pictures, but I don't know if you're on the Fish River. No, we're not on the Fish River. We're on the Cayman River. Uh, yeah, so, so anyway, we shot it, got, drove around to go and see if we can try and find a spot to load this thing. And yes, a grub comes flying through the bushes. Eh? And he uh, <laughs> he comes with his two Jack Russells in tail and starts cucking us out from a dizzy heart about 50 meters away. And yeah. I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know it was private land. So I, I thought, well, shit, you know, I'm, 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 I thought this was still public land. So I'm in big cuck here. Anyway, it turns out he knew my old man and then he knew um, Uncle Greg that I hunt for at Hunter's Hill. And uh, yeah. <laughs> was a water under a bridge but anyway it's managed to sort itself out there yeah <laughs> but he's like, a character he's one of those types that will come on you flat out just to yeah. just to get a laugh out of you yeah <laughs> <laughs> well Carl thanks so much for joining me on the podcast it's great to have you here and uh, 
our second member on the ah, post. No, no, no. So uh, how, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into hunting and, and where did your passion start and where did it grow and, and what you're up to now these days? Yeah, so I started from a young age, growing up on the farm. Grew up in, in Claremont next to the coast, but went up to the farm after school every day. Bus dropped me off. Um, just went around his dad, showed me, took a, took a pelican, shot a couple pineapples every now and then, and then slowly progressed into shooting monkeys with a tutu and then war dogs. And then, yeah, now today, and um, every day, every chance I can get, I'm on the farm with a rifle in hand. So, yeah. Is it and, and and you're still in school? Yeah, Kingswood at the moment and stuff. So how often do you get a chance to come home and and hunt? And I get two weeks a term, so then try and make the most of those, and then half term and holidays. So every every couple of weeks I get a weekend, and then every couple of months get a bit of holidays, a bit of time to come down. So now, Carl, leaving school, what what are your plans? Like what are what are your options? Have you considered being becoming a PH or, or are you going to take over the farm or what's the story? Yeah, I've considered a couple of things, but I think what I'm going to start with, a couple of mates of mine, a couple of cousins have gone to America working on those potato farms and that sounds like a nice idea. Maybe yeah. try to look for a white tail or something while I'm there, but <laughs> just work there for a little while um, and come back, take over the farm, um, just help out of that, maybe study. I don't know what I'm going to study yet, but I'll, um, but yeah, just see how it goes. Don't want to plan too much, rather it's just play it by ear. So. Yeah. So where, whereabouts exactly are you? I mean, I mentioned the Fish River, but, but as far as the Eastern Cape, I know I saw the picture you sent me the other day was pineapples in the background and, and I mentioned you were from Bathurst and so, so where, but where exactly are you based now? And So at the moment... Um, our farms run about in between Port Alfred and Fish River. Uh, we're okay. about 10 minutes from either. And yeah, it's along the coast, Claremont, just go straight up. Our farm joins Claremont, so it's really nice. So it's nice. I'm 500 meters from the sea, 500 meters from the So it's really, really nice. So, Cole, sorry, we lost you a bit there. But you, what what do you guys mainly farm on the on the place? So, at, at the moment, we're farming mostly pineapples. And okay. We're running and about ten hectares of sweet potatoes and a couple of hectares of pumpkins and nuts, Yeah. Okay, because. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's an incredibly unique area. I mean, I, I love hunting down there, and especially some of the species that, that, that are there. And, and for me, just reading up in the past couple of years, probably one of the biggest success stories that's come from it is the Oribe in your guys' area. I mean, your guys' population the is thriving. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, what, 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 what makes it, what makes your guys' area really unique to, to the Eastern Cape? Yes, I think just the diversity. Yeah. Um, in five minutes drive, you can get totally different different areas. You can get open flats, you can get deep, thick clues, and you can get to grassland. So it's really, really amazing. Uh, those, yeah. those big, thick clues are amazing for pushback, glue duck, uh, and attraction of our area. But then also just the pineapples. The pineapples, you're not going to see this anywhere else in the country. So it's really, yeah. it's, it's different. 
Do the pigs do the pigs enjoy the pineapples? Yeah, flat out, eh? Bush big and water. Oh, really? Yeah, so do, 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 do Oaks ever set up like baits within the pineapples or something like that for Bush big? We, we do, yeah. Uh, we set up baits in the pines. Otherwise, we'll walk around at night. Um, but mainly, you try to find land where they're eating. And then, if you get an old carcass or something, a cow has died, you put them out there and go sit there and hopefully get a couple. Generally, yeah. generally it works, so it's like, yeah. I like it. So, so ma- mainly most of your farming controls all just via spotlight and um, patrolling at night and stuff like that? Yeah, for bush and monkeys, war dogs, that type of stuff, just ride around during the day, bike, okay. take a walk. Um, that's, that, that takes up most of my day at the moment, getting uh, <laughs> monkeys and war dogs, yeah. So your old man leaves that in your hands to handle it. 100%. Yeah, he doesn't have time for that, so he leaves it up to me. I go there in the mornings by 7 o'clock, I'm gone for the whole day, come back at 5. <laughs> well, yes, Carl, I'll tell you what, uh, there's, many, there's many youngsters out there that would love to have a day job like that. It's awesome. Man. But listen, um, so tell me now, growing up in the Eastern Cape, yes, I was very fortunate to learn from like extremely good professional hunters and stuff, but what sort of morals and values that you've picked up from the older generation that you would like to carry through and see your generation coming in would like to carry on and, and uphold those morals and values, especially in an industry now that sometimes we get taunted by a lot of one or two bad apples, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think from what I've learned, you know, just if you're going to be hunting, just respect what you're hunting, but then also, you know, like, for instance, I've always used this example. If you're hunting bushbuck and there's no one else around you, no one watching you anything, and a ram comes out, you know, you could shoot it. It's shootable, yeah. but you say, you'd rather let it go and let it go for the next year or the year afterwards. It's just that type of stuff, you know. Most people, people you'd probably have a go, but if you can see it's, you know, it's shootable, but you don't want to shoot it just because you want to let it grow out. That type of stuff, yeah. you know, just being sensible. And then also... Yeah, just respecting what you're hunting. Don't like so I know some people shoot war dogs with war dog size of young ones. Rather let yeah. them grow up. Yeah. Um and also yeah, just making sure that you're always you're always safe. Yeah. Even if no one around, if you know that there's a house there or you know that there's staff working there, just yeah. protect yourself. I'm gonna let that go. Because yeah. the the risk really isn't worth the reward. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, often a lot, of, a lot of guys get their mates to come over on holidays and stuff like that. So it's rifle, rifle handling is extremely important and stuff. So is that something that yeah. you base a lot of your morals and stuff going into the bush? You Is that something you teach them yeah. first to make sure that they do the basics right? 100%, yeah. Most of my friends, they are very well taught with rifle safety. But there are a couple of friends, you know, just, just wake them up on a couple, couple of things, see something that they're doing. It's not really right. And just, yeah. yeah, just let them know. Just just general stuff, you know, because if something goes wrong, then it's on your hands because you're the host and then you're in yeah. Track, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cole, listen, um, and what's what's your weapon of choice, especially for farming? What 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 would you recommend, especially Varmint, in your guys' area? Varmint, at the moment, I'm running a 2D3 Remington, which is really yeah. nice. Uh, right. Monkeys, geese, warthogs, that type of stuff, really nice. Um, light bullets, so there's something 
is going to go wrong. The bullet not going to go very far as it hits. It, that's that's one of the upsides to that. Yeah. Uh, very light bullet going very fast. So that's really nice. And then it's I mean it's good enough. Pigs 200 meters right shot placement. It's 100 percent fine. And then the ammo is also nice and cheap. So that that really helps a lot with monkeys and that. Yeah. And then and and for planes game and stuff. What's your what what are you taking out there when you go out? Uh, old open side 308, yeah. yeah. Oh, seriously, yeah. open side. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you know, We're getting you know, a new 308 uh, very soon, the next year. But yeah, open side 308 at the moment, that works. Yes, you fling lead around with the open side. Not many Oaks can say that. Oh, uh. uh, <laughs> I grew up with the open side, so yeah. No, shit, girl, that's it's awesome. And I mean, I, I, I love that area. It's just, it's such a unique area to the Eastern Cape. And I, I really are. I mean, I, I recommend anyone that's that's down, especially in that area. I mean, there's there's some stunning ranches around there and stuff, but it's 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 really incredible. So your guys' main business is obviously cattle and pineapples and stuff. Do you guys have any yeah. um, game or anything like that that you that you guys are doing on the side? No, we don't have any of them. We have a couple of free ranging waterbuck, lessbuck, or being that. But okay. not taking clients yet. We're getting a couple of clients for place back and water back. And then obviously pushback have always been in the area. So they they flat out here. Yeah. Um, I know yesterday we counted seven rams and eight ewes in the space of half and really nice. Good to see. Yes, that's great. You know, you know the funniest thing about uh, I, I've just picked up uh, when I hadn't pushed back down in Port Alfred. It's a crazy thing. Your pushback come out like in the middle of the day. Normally, yeah, yeah, especially when when we go down to Kuncha and stuff, like it's waking up early mornings, going out just before the sun gets out or, or just as the sun comes up, they're sunning themselves and stuff. But I mean, there by you guys, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, the animals are walking around at like 12 o'clock at day. It's it's insane. But, yeah. you know, this it, like I said, it, yeah. you, the, the unique diversity there, I mean, and, the, and the, different, the different species of animals is incredible. And I mean, to hunt it, Right down at the coast, I actually took a very good mate of mine. He's, we're actually doing a hunt now on the 28th of December. And one of the yeah. things is we've got to go down to Port Alfred for Oribe and Blue Darker. So I'm so excited to cool. take him down there because it's an incredible area. That is a lovely area. Yeah. Cool. Well, listen, and, and as far as hunting goes, especially with you youngsters, is there, is there like a big hunting community out there? Have, have you guys got together and, and put something? I, re, I, I remember you saying something about a bush pig uh, driven hunt that you guys do like once a year, once or twice a year. That's the bushback driven hunting, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's a group of guys, not the youngsters. Um, I'm probably the youngest guy there by about 20 years. But yeah, <laughs> we have that every Friday, we do like, yeah, we'll take the hounds out, get about 30 people, go to different farms all around the area. And okay. yeah, it's really, really nice. Yeah. But you, you sort of have to be invited. It's it's like an aerial thing. Eh? No, one, no one can just rock yeah. up there and decide to be a part of the hunt. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty it's unique. Generally, the hunt community that's been for the last years. So, you know, you, my dad, he brought me into it and now I've grown a reputation. So I get invited quite often, which is really nice. Uh, but then the thing is with that, you've got to, you've got to earn your reputation. You've got to earn that invite. Yeah. Um, you've yeah. got to be helping out, especially as a youngster. It's difficult to get in. You've got to make friends with the, with the older guys and help out as much as you can. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very 
very unique to this area as far as I know. I know do, some people do do bush pig hunts up north, but from what I understand, this is quite unique for our area. Um, it, it goes around about 20 farms we hunt over. Uh, many, uh, many people are just family friends. And there seem to be kind of two different groups of hunting parties in the Eastern Cape in our area. Um, okay. But yeah, we're part of the, more to the coast. Um, but it's really, really lucky. Um, being being really a, a real privilege to be a part of that growing up. And Cole, what, what's the procedure? What, do you guys take off a certain amount of rams or is there a certain quantity that you guys take off? Or is it yeah, free-fall type thing? Depends on the farm. Some people might want as many rams. I know there's one place where in a year over one farm they shot about 40 rams and there's still plenty of rams. Every year they shoot about 30 or 40. Um, but I know my our farm specifically, we after about 10 rams, we'll stop shooting rams and start shooting more pigs and hackers uh, and that. But it all depends okay. on the farmer, yeah. Okay, cool. And so so other than, um, you know, the, the, the bush pig drive and everything like that, is, is Port Alfred uh, predominantly, I know since I've been there, I've, I've only managed to pick up one or two connections, but is it quite a big hunting community? Is there a lot of people that are doing that? Or is it more... Uh, more based on the eco-friendly type thing, you know, the safaris, photographic safaris and stuff. Yeah, it's I, I think it's about half-half. Uh, I know there's Oce there's Oceana in between us and Port Arthur, yeah. that's quite a big attraction. <laughs> and then obviously Adder is a little bit far away. And then you've got a couple other places to take people around. But it's, yeah, it's 50-50 over the hunting and the eco-friendly community. Um, okay. with game guys and that, but yeah, there's, there's quite a big hunting community. I know there's a gun shop in Port Alfred that recently opened, which hasn't been open in a long time. Okay. But yeah, it's 50-50, yeah. Cool. Well then, let's get into the, the whole PH Toolbox side of things. Um, what, what's your personal opinion on the on the program, especially the PH program, and, and where do you think, do you think it's got uh, some good stamina to go forward in the future, or is it something that, that you know, South Africa's needed for some time now. Yeah, no, I think so. Uh, when I got selected for the PH program, I was flipping excited because I knew that, you know, I could help towards a better future for the hunting community. Um, yeah. I think the PH toolbox, we're just going to try try to do better than the rest because everything's got faults and we, we get, well, we're still going to have to knock perfect. I mean, we're starting the PH program. That's one of the first gun and hunting shop companies that have done that in South Africa, and I think that really helps because us as the affiliate marketers, we get we're going to test the stuff and make sure that it works. And then yeah. if it doesn't work, no, don't sell it because yeah. we want to make sure that what we're selling is going to work in the field and it's going to work yeah. properly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well said. So. How, how do people get hold of you? Um, I know it's through East Cape Hunting. Is that your personal page or is that a page for the area? Or So that's my personal hunting page, East Cape Hunting on Instagram. Uh, so anyone can contact me through there. Uh, you can give me a call, uh, 076-048-5274 if you need anything. Um, but yeah, I've got lots of contacts. So if anyone wants to come hunting in the area, I can redirect you to, to friends of ours who take clients and that. So yeah. Colin, and as, as a youngster, where, where, where would you like to see the industry? I mean, from when I started, it's, it's, it's going to complete 180 
you know, as far as evolving and, and I mean, the animals and the quality of animals we're shooting now is, is, was unheard of back then. But, you know, as, as a youngster coming through the ranks, I, I said this last time with Bossy, um, you almost want to keep things as ethically and morally correct as possible, especially learning from the older generation and stuff. So as a youngster, what would you like to see people driving the morals and values through for the first time? I know you said earlier that, um, you know, learning from the older guys and the ethical side of things, picking an older ram and arts and sort of stuff. But as far as a professional hunter, as presentation, um, as hunting out in the field, just basic ethics, what would you like to see carried forward? And that, an old moral that we don't want to lose type thing. I think just, yeah, um, I said it before, respect, but then also we just want to keep the best genetics we can, especially on the game farms, you know, we don't want to be having bad genetics, we want to keep the good genetics going because at the moment the genetics in the country is really looking good and I think yeah. we want to keep that going as much as we can and just keep keep the anti-poaching, that's been very good. Anti-poaching units <clears> around the country have been extremely good. No, in our area we started that but just keeping that going because hunting many people think that you know hunting is blood blast but then trophy hunting especially that money is going towards conservation that money is going towards anti-poaching so that's really helping and i think if we can carry that on and keep it going strong then we can yeah we'll have a good future ahead great now awesome also Colin. so um just just in closing quickly what what are some of the the your most favorite animals to hunt especially in your area particularly and then secondly what what message would you have to the youngsters coming through the through the ranks what would you like them to carry forward and and see you grow as as a whole yeah i think my first my firstly my favorite animal to hunt is the bushback by far yeah. um and i know many people think you know you're hunting bushback, you're hunting them flat out. But the fact that we're looking after them 364 days a year and hunting them one day a year on a specific property, yeah. that just shows, you know, we're doing the best so that we can harvest the older animals. And that that journey, looking after them and being able to harvest one, knowing that you've worked hard to be able to harvest that specific animal is lovely. And also, they're just, they're really pretty animals. Eh? Yeah, it's a yeah, lovely no, experience. Stunning. stunning. And what message would you have for the youngsters out there? I think just just try it, you know. Um, try get out of comfort zone. Try different things. Try I know I'm gonna try bow hunting soon. Try bow hunting. Try different yeah. types, different styles, and just have fun. That's the whole point of hunting. Just yeah. have fun. Yeah. Uh, try to as ethically as, as ethically as possible, but just have as much fun as you can because that's the that's the point of hunting, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carl, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, um, especially as the youngest Thanks, member of the of the PH Toolbox Pro Staff team. It's it's an incredible way to see how much you've matured, and it's it's great. It's really awesome to have you on here, and I'm, I'm super stoked for the future. And uh, yeah, fl keep flying the flag high, especially in the Port Alfred area. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Luck, Carl. Have a good Sunday. What we chat, chat soon. Thanks. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the PH2 a PH Journals podcast. It has been one incredible journey, and like I said, it wouldn't have been done possible without the following sponsors: Splitting Image, Taxi Doing Me, Trees in Tatty Cam, Max's Tires, and of course PH Toolbox, as well the official drink of the podcast. 
designer health products. And um, today I just kept having the, the CBD coffee, an incredible brew of uh, some of the the best coffee beans I've ever had. And I'm not just saying that because they affiliated with us. They really are. It's an incredible blend. And uh, besides all the health benefits, like I said, it tastes incredibly nice. So, um, guys, just want to say a very big thank you to everyone that supported us this far, especially those that came out on the Black Friday sale, especially in the e-commerce business and managed to make a couple of purchases. The store's doing really well and the program's taken off immensely well. So... If somebody told me where we would be at this point um, in the whole story, I would have told them that they're lying. But I'm super stoked to be here and it's it's really encouraging to see us progress from time to time. Um, yeah, I understand the, the audio and the, the video quality in the podcast was a little bit jittery. Um, and we'll make sure that it's sorted out for next time. But uh, Colin boasts a wealth of experience and you know still being in school to have that much knowledge about the area and, and how he handles things is incredibly encouraging for young generations to come into the industry that we fight so hard to protect so yeah increasingly encouraging and uh super stoked to have him on the ph toolbox um, pro staff team and i uh, got a very good feeling that he'll be carrying the brand forward with his best interest at heart um so once again, if you guys would like to get involved in the PH Journals podcast, whether it be interviews, small donations, or anything like that, please see the links below. There's a PayPal account as well as an email address. You guys can hit me up on any one of my social media platforms and we can communicate from there. Um, it's been a fantastic way of how many people have shown their support towards the, the podcast and I just really enjoy doing it. So from myself, Dylan Love, and the whole PH Toolbox and PH Journals team, we'd just like to say a very big thanks to everyone that supported us and keep downloading our podcast. We really enjoy it. So from myself, have a wonderful week ahead, and we'll see you guys next Sunday. Have a good one. Cheers.